0: You're listening to Tough City Radio, 90.1 FM on the radio dial, Tofino, British Columbia. You're listening to Tough City Radio, 90.1 FM on the radio dial, Tofino, British Columbia. I'm, I'm
1: back tuesday again that means it's around i believe we're up to nearly the 40s as far as the episode count of the frequency horizon show a weekly journey in sound as we take you to where sky sea and audio waves intersect and today we've got another dope program for you so thanks for stopping by, keep it locked on the 90.1 FM radio dial, or if you're heading inside, you can always head to toughcityradio.rocks and listen to us online, because today we've got some pretty cool stuff lined up. Today, in studio, we have one Radak Mazal, welcome, hello. Now, you guys may have been expecting the regular Tuesday night's offering, which would normally include our beloved friend from the Czech Republic. And uh, it was part of Dina's show, Dina and Roman. They weren't here this week, they had other priorities, and that's what happens in the middle of the summer in Tofino, but luckily. Radek is from
2: Sternberg, Czech. Almost the good pronunciation, it's Sternberg actually, try Sh- to say it. Sternberg. Yeah, it always makes troubles to all the locals here, oh, that's but close. it's a great city, <laughs> a great country. <laughs> well,
1: it's cool because Radek is going to have a little bit of an Olympic update for us in a few minutes time, so stick around and later on. I'm not exactly sure what form this will take, and neither are you, clearly. But there'll be an improvisation jam from multiple musicians, possibly a drummer, possibly a classical guitarist, trained to perfection. So stick around, that'll be in the second hour. And Raddick, why don't you give us, what's a sneak peek of what we can expect from the sports
2: segment that we got coming up well me personally back at home, i'm a sports journalist so i will have many great news about olympic games which had just started recently so uh i'm gonna talk about czech republic and olympic games probably comparing to canada which is really interesting for me as a person from abroad and uh i'm sure you will
1: love it that's great so and as always, for the last few weeks, we've had Butterfly Wingtip providing the music in the background. That's Herman Hess, And I took some cues from this song and have become, begun reading a Herman Hess novel myself. This is The Frequency Horizon. Alright, so first up today... We have an artist that another DJ on this network once pronounced Beak, but it's in fact, it is not Beak, it's Beck, And a song is called Phase. It's Tuesday night, it's getting darker, there's birds flapping around, enjoy the evening. Cheers. little sneak peek of what the rest of the show will be all about.
3: Now at the so here
1: we end have George of Fitzgerald crystallized. Gerald with Crystal Eyes and now for another one of my favorites Planet Funk Chase the Sun
4: it's
1: what brings a lot of people out here some of them decide to stay song is playing it's like you're seeing inside someone's dream and then boom suddenly it's shut off and then you realize that it's kind of a little bit of a mirage shall we say but we and tofino are lucky to live inside that mirage so let's keep that upward vibe going with a little bit of dead mouse maths you listen to the frequency horizon Was Dead Mouse Maths M E T H S, which is what they used to call math in France. Actually, they used to make it plural for some reason. It's kind of interesting to me. Thinking on that European vibe. Here we have, of course, Radik in studio. Yeah, I'm still here. Hello, I'm happy That's to be here, you. With, here with you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, kind enough to drop by the Frequency Horizon on a lovely Tuesday evening. Not too hot outside today. It did, I believe it was raining earlier, but kind of died down. It
2: was, but it's,
1: you know, oh. that's the weather in Duff City. I got used to it already. Now, I... Basically, one place a lot of people wish they were, and I've heard this from some of the tourists that are around town, too, is saying, geez, we wish we were at the Olympics right now. Now, I mean, you're someone who's quite into sports.
2: Is that somewhere you wish yeah. you were right now? Well, uh, to be completely honest, if I wasn't here in Canada, tough City, Tofino, maybe I could have a chance to be there in Rio. So, uh Uh, I wouldn't say I wish I was there because I'm happy that I'm here of course but one day it's my dream yes that's awesome yeah Olympic broadcasting (laughs) top-notch
1: stuff right so uh, what's going on right now of course in the Olympics is that we've got the tallies just going up 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 United States with 26
2: medals already you know that? as usual as usual I mean last Olympics they did have more than 100 so we are slowly getting to that number again.
1: And uh, neck and neck with them as far as golds go, they got China in with eight golds, with the United States is nine, with a total of 17 medals overall, and Hungary coming in at four golds, one silver, one bronze. Now, does that surprise you that Hungary is the country that's number three in the
2: medal standings currently at the Olympic Games in Rio? Well, I was going to say, is that real Hungary? <laughs> wow, that country is part of uh, Soviet bloc, like is part of Europe. So, yeah, definitely surprises me because that's one of the countries that we can be compared to. I mean, Czech Republic, because I'm from Czech Republic originally. So, yeah, it does surprise me, obviously. Right. Not China, them. of course. China, wow, that's a huge. Country. Well, China, China, they, yeah, that's they, a huge base. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hungary. Mm.
1: So that, I mean, is there a chance that you could see Czech Republic there and that
2: uh, in the future, you know, if in another Eastern kind of block country? Well, if they add their uh, beer chugging competition, maybe then yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are working on it, but it's hard, you know, because uh, of course it's all about finances and we do have only 10 million people, but let's, fi- let's keep the fingers crossed, maybe one day. You know, there's ton. You know, this is a
1: spectacle for the world to show how their athletic performance can match up against everyone else. And someone coming from another country, living in Canada, what has interested you
2: so far about the Olympics? Well, the whole Olympic Games thought started in late uh, 90s, I guess. Uh, I mean, 19th century by Pierre Coubertin and uh, so it is still developing and developing and I'm surprised that uh, it got to the to such a country like Brazil which I believe is the first country in uh, the south part of the world that hosts this kind of event and they hosted even World Cup in soccer uh, the year before so uh, some some athletes they, they rejected to participate in that event but I think it's inter- interesting opportunity for the country to show the world that they are actually uh, that they are able to host such a kind of magnificent event like Olympic Games are
1: so currently, Czech Republic is sitting at zero gold, zero silver, I know, I zero know. bronze, but it's in it's good a star, company. slow start, we will get there. You know, <laughs> it's not like Ethiopia has gotten anything. It's not like Qatar has put anything on the board, but you know, places like the Bahamas are, you know, as well. Zilch, and still, you know, on the list. So there could be opportunities to come, and uh, we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But first, I want to get back to a little bit of music. Here we've got RJD two seven light years, and stick around. There's more from Radic, and our jam some of them have made their way here, and are prepping for future festivities on the Frequency Horizon. back here in tough city radio studios and things are starting to heat up I, I love to hear that i love to see it and i hope you enjoyed that track that was rgd2 seven light years an older one i found i personally didn't load it in the system but it's nice to know there's other djs with great music taste out there that put their craft to work at tough city radio so we have radic how are you doing still here i'm great i'm hunky dory i would say excellent and, where are you? and now we have uh so yeah, Vladimir's here. Hey Vlad.
2: Hello. How's it going?
1: Ah, it's p- good to good to have Vlad. Just drop by. You know, part of the now. Vlad's not from the Czech Republic. He is from. He
2: has a Czech name, though. I'm surprised.
1: That's a kind of a Czech name, right? As it is. Vladimir.
2: That's actually a really typical Czech name. So, Vlad.
5: Yeah. a um, Long story short. Uh, Radio soap opera in the 20s. My grandfather' name is Vladimiro, because of a soap opera. Communist soap opera. I don't know. I'm not communist. Yeah. No, but it was like that's interesting. It was a communist <laughs> soap opera, right? Is that true? Me. Is that true? Yeah, my father named me after his father, but my name is Jose Vladimir Estevez. It's a Spanish. Yeah, that's very Latin. Yeah, very Latin. Latin, But
1: here we have we're talking about an Eastern Bloc country, you know, of you know communist influence. In fact, Czech Republic didn't wasn't able to um, participate in the Olympics on its own until the nineties.
2: That's right. That's right. We used to be Czechoslovakia, so it was Czech Republic and Slovakian Republic together. Not anymore. And now I've heard
1: we talked about this earlier that they're talking about changing the name to Czechia.
2: Oh, yeah, that's uh, actually really actual theme that people uh, talk about it every day. To be completely honest, I don't really follow all the news back in Europe when I'm here. Uh, I'm trying to more or less avoid it, but I heard about this and I would say why not? If it's not confusing for people, it's definitely easier. So, uh, yeah, we're trying to go with, with the age, with the flow. So,
1: uh, Vladimir, I wanted to ask you. Uh, just being someone that is from Argentina, yeah. and you know, now living obviously in Canada, you hear about everyone talking about the Olympics, or maybe you hear about the Olympic reports. So, you know, that's happening in South America. There's been a lot of controversy. Obviously, completely different country, but you know, are you have you same been following?
5: Same, same. same but uh, like what's what's your opinion about like it? Saying. Uh, BC, Alberta, kind of. It's, it's the neighbor. Sorry? It's you do find that there's quite similarities. I don't have electricity where I live. I don't watch the news really, but I guess it's all about the money, no? Or what is it, the controversy? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's always something, right? It's the
5: money, no? <laughs> I don't know. In my country, the, there's a lot of poor people, so when you have money, you keep it, and you know, there's a lot of people that don't have, you know? So it's hard to. Uh, and I think that's what the protests come back to, right? You know, pe- pr- people have been pushed you out of their. Can see it here, like people, there's European or people from the United States. They have a lot of money. Here, people sometimes have less money. You know, maybe if you see the immigrants, the refugees, something like that. Yeah. So there you so go. It's like a difference of uh, class mm-hmm. level, class, of social classes.
1: Fair enough, so that's that's been a, a theme at the Olympics, and have you heard a little about, about these protests that have been going on, Radek?
2: Honestly, I have never heard about that, so uh, I can't tell you anything further, but the whole thought about Olympics is to connect people, to show that the world is still united, that even though we do have problems like refugees and everything, regardless of that, all the nations from the world, I think except of... Uh, two countries, I can remember which ones right now, but all of them are there, I know there were some issues with Russians and doping, but uh, those kind of games uh, connect people, make people be united, and I think that's the whole point of Olympic Games, right? So, uh, yeah. It's interesting that you bring up refugees,
1: Vladimir. Did you know that there is a refugee Olympic team? No. No. This is the f- I believe I believe it's the I first didn't know time. Either. I didn't know that either. where did you read it? So there's yeah, so they put together uh, the 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 Olympics has actually put together a bunch of guys. One of them there's a swimmer, Yusra Mardini, Rami Anis in swimming as well, and Pipole Misenga in judo these are all part of the refugee olympic team so it'll be interesting to see how they do do people cheer for them or do they boo or <laughs> that's yeah well we'll see what happens
5: we been team
1: So yeah, it's an interesting Olympics for by many accounts, and obviously that's just what I'm glad you brought up that uh, that topic of you know the poverty versus the glitz and the glamour because we all know that no one gets paid you know few people get paid more and there's been fewer scandals than with the Olympics you know so it's interesting with the IOC International Olympic Committee so that's something else to consider. In the meantime. I want to get back to a little bit of music, break up our lovely chat that we've been having with Jamie XX, someone that pretty much everyone can agree on. And this song is called Obvs, OBVS. jamie xx with obvs wvs this
0: splash i was taking here
1: we have shauna nas blish splash just to change up the vibe
0: No, there was a party going on. There was a sturgeon and a sashimi rolling in. Dancing shoes on me
1: that change of pace. Splish, splash. Now, I know that's kind of an interesting choice. You might be wondering why I threw it in there, but it has to do with a big story making waves down south of our border. And in South America, the fact that green water is showing up in the diving pools. Now, mm, it's not gold. It's not the color you want to see when you think about the Olympics. It's green. And there's been a lot of talk about sewage problems. There's been a lot of talk about contamination in the water in South America. Are these themes that you've heard before, Vladimir, of, um, in, in South American Countries, different problems with uh, you know water quality and everything.
5: There's another word: uh, pollution. Pollution. Yeah. yeah so there's uh, I actually talked to my sister today, and she's in uh, Guadalajara, working, uh, making, um, changing a abandoned site into a garden. In uh, Urban Mexico. Urban garden. Yeah, in the Guadalajara is the biggest city after me- in Mexico after Mexico, and and she says that it's easier for people to go to c- poorer countries. that they don't have all the uh, establishment and the structure like laws and everything and they don't have much money to protect the nature so you can pollute way easier there. So all the... You know what I mean? You mean like uh, tourists more or companies? That's what he, I mean like here we are very conscious. Conscious? Yeah, conscious. we mm-hmm. So you talk about this pollution but they're like... like I can tell you, it's a lot of poor people so... So I think that's one of like the It's like a experience. second problem, you know? They, they think about like... I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I guess basically that's what I was getting at is that that's another one of the concerns that people have been bringing up with the Olympics is that um, they're saying, "Geez, you know, is the water safe? You know, is it? You know, one of one of the one of the concerns, of course, being that um, you know, Canada's just bronze medal winners that we do have that are able to per- persevere no matter what. But uh, as far as the Olympics goes there's been a lot of questions about whether this will cause future problems for the competitions So just wanted to throw that out there and thank you for the input and the interesting story there um, So we'll see what well, clearly I don't know as much about the Olympics as uh, Radic here does and I'd like to get him back In a few minutes, but I'm going to play one more song Something go wrong because you see Greenwater Is something going wrong? Well, that's a question that will be answered quite soon. This is Subtract. Yeah,
6: Yeah, something goes right. Yeah, something goes right. Yeah, something goes right. And you're hoping that it goes right.
1: something go wrong? I thought it was a good track to play since... You know, who knows what's going on with the water exactly. People say it's algae done in the Olympic Games. Obviously, you know, when they say, oh, just close your mouth and shut your eyes. To me, that doesn't sound like Olympic-caliber behavior, but, you know, what do I know? It's... Not everywhere is North America, right? Now, we were just talking about how you know, Vlad's sister down in Guadalajara working on an urban uh, reconstruction project where an abandoned site is being transitioned into something a little bit more friendly for the environment and hopefully a little bit more friendly for the people in the neighborhood as well. Now, Radek, you, sh- you were just telling me that you were participating in some type of similar project completely on the other side of the world. What, was it, what were you up to in Indonesia?
2: Well, yeah, as you said, it was Indonesia It Actually when you spoke about the color of of water it reminded me my experience from from last summer because um, I can totally imagine the situation of all the athletes who need to uh, actually travel all the way to Brazil which is far away and then they need to obey and adapt to all the local conditions such as water because that's what happened to me last summer and I can say that it takes you at least Three weeks before your body actually really adapts to to uh, those kind of conditions, so including take, take water. Us there.
1: Like Radik, you you leave this part, you you leave your country, you leave, you travel to a new place, mm-hmm. and like how how much of a kind of jet lag
2: or how much of a shock is that? culture shock you, you've, mentioned, you've mentioned jet lag right but um, it's not only about jet lag it's uh, about the whole cultural shock as you mentioned as well um, it's a different habits different traditions different religion in that kind of country different climate uh, me personally I spent my last summer in Padang which is west Sumatra very close to equator humid weather conditions there so when you arrive there you are really happy that you are even capable to breathe right so uh i was sweating even when i slept in my bed right so uh it's hard to even do like the basic things during the day such as going to a shop or whatever and uh you just need time you just need time to adapt so uh yeah that's what i'm talking about it's about water you need to drink something it's about cuisine meals are spicy right <laughs> it's about daily routine like things that you do on daily basic basis because uh, they pray four times a day and from their mosques they always play that kind of they call it muazin which announces actually the the actual prayer and uh, it's hard to sleep when they pray at 5 a.m. and all the mosques are playing around. So that I'm just trying to say that if I was a sportsman and I would have attended some kind of Olympic Games, let's say not in Brazil right now, but it might be similar, there are many factors that can influence your actual performance. So uh, uh, when the European athletes say that uh, it's hard for them to adapt to local conditions and maybe it can influence their performance it it can have a negative impact it's not some kind of excuse that's that's reality what were you doing there just travel or are you talking about indonesia right now that's right yeah i was volunteering there oh yeah so i was i was actually a teacher at the junior muslim high school so uh... oh cool that might be an interesting topic for uh... Oh, a junior a junior Muslim
1: high school? Yes, where they basically just teach the Quran or
2: uh, not really, but uh, it's really like the the Quran is that influences every day at school, right? So they pray before the actual lessons, they pray during the day, uh, they need to wear all those kind of religious clothes like. Uh, not really burkas because that's Arabic thing, but um, they call it hijabs. So all the all the girls they need to wear those kind of head uh, covers. They call it hijabs, and uh, yeah, the whole all the lessons they are pretty much based on uh, religion. So it was really interesting for me to to see that and to be part of it and to teach them something about the other part of the of the cart about european culture and uh it's a little bit different cup of tea for them but did you feel like there was a genuine cultural exchange that happened
1: or was it more just that they that you were there to do your job and you know they were maybe not so interested Um, in the western culture
2: not at all you know if i if i do something i want to do it 100 percent. so uh if they weren't interested, that that would have meant that I failed and I don't like to fail. So I was really <laughs> trying to do my best. I taught there five hours a day, five days a week. So I really tried to do my best to make the most out of it for me and for the kids as well. So uh, that would be more the question for the kids, if they have... If they, if they actually learn something from me. But I hope my best that they did, and I tried to do my best to, to teach them something. So hopefully it was it's, successful.
1: It's interesting that you bring up Indonesia because I think there'd be quite a number of people possibly even listening to this program who have been to Indonesia because
2: Indonesia is well known as a surfing destination. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, especially the, the destination which was closed to the place where I stayed, actually. Oh, really? uh, Mentawai Islands. Uh, I was told that it's maybe one of the most popular surfing destinations in the world. But, you know, people are always staying there. But the truth is that there were many people from Australia, many Aussies going there. Uh, regularly, many times a week, just to those Mentawai islands. Uh, Me personally, I've tried surfing there for the first time, and it was my very first experience, and that's actually one of the reasons why I've chosen Tofino right now, so... uh yeah that's really interesting Indonesia contributed
1: to me <laughs> that you going to hang out with Muslims in Indonesia made you want to <laughs> chill in Tofino oh
2: yeah yeah basically if, if you I think right about down it down like this like
1: this in in that perspective yeah you can say it like that <laughs> that's awesome I'm actually it actually ties into something that I've been up to right now which is that I've just been reading a book um, basically this book is uh, about a surfer that traveled around the world I, I believe it was in Indonesia was one of his stops, mm-hmm. and this this was maybe 30, 40 years ago, and before surfing was even known, really, as big in that part of the world, I mean, there were some surfers, but some of the best surf spots hadn't even really been, quote-unquote, discovered, shall we say, because a lot of the local folks weren't really into surfing at the time, um, and similar to here, but uh, it was a little bit slower to get to that part of the world, so... It, it's it's interesting to think that um, it's been, it has such a history at that point um, and especially now thinking that surfing itself is going through a big evolution, whether it's a positive one or a negative one, there's different, different discussions about that and what I'm talking about is that just recently, over the past few, several days, surfing has been now inducted into the Olympics Do you think that's going to be a positive thing for the sport or do you think that's going to kind of just commercialize something that has traditionally been more of a solitary and individualistic pursuit?
2: That's an interesting question for me and uh, I think it's uh, part of the natural development to just put surfing into the Olympic Games as well, because it's it's a sport such as any other else, right? And uh, from my perspective I would compare it to uh, snowboarding, which is part of Winter Olympics for a very long time. So uh, I would say surfing is some kind of summer snowboarding, So. Uh, why not to uh, participate surfers into uh, summer Olympic games? Another question is another part of the coin is uh, where all the countries who host actually the Olympic games whether do you have whether they have uh, opportunities to host the surfing events right surfing contests because uh, for example right now Rio de Janeiro they do have beaches and uh, and. Uh, waves and everything, all those kind of opportunities, but let's consider being uh, was it four years? No, four years ago was London, I'm sorry. So uh, in London Hardly ever. I mean, there's not possibility to organize uh, surfing contests in in London, right? So I, I mean, that's that's the problem, right? You you can't really create waves for surfers.
1: So there are challenges involved in it. However, there's also big opportunities, and I think this is where Tofino comes in, right? Because just on this very program, Frequency Horizon, a few weeks ago, I went out to the local surf wash that they had a fundraiser, car wash fundraiser. Uh, for some local kids that are going to go and compete in a junior surf competition in, I believe it's Portugal. Now, if they do well there, they could potentially qualify for the next Olympic Games. So all of a sudden, as soon as an Olympic, um, as soon as a sport is inducted into the Olympics, suddenly the federal government of that country, of all the countries around the world, Will start looking at possibly funding surfing to the level that they fund other sports, or maybe a similar, at least in kind of similar proportion to the numbers of people doing it. So, I guess the way I look at it is that there could be an economic spin off for Tofino because it's not really like there's many other places in the world where you can
2: train Olympic athletes to surf. Totally. That could be a really huge spin-off for Tofino, I, I totally agree. All of a sudden, all the people, all the surfers can just go here and uh, train. It, I would compare it to a situation in Banff National Park, when I where I spend my winter, where all the skiers trained during the winter and that was a boost for local economics but um yeah that's uh... that's a good chance let's say for canada even to organize summer olympic games sad news for a czech republic uh, <laughs> because uh... unfortunately we don't have uh... we don't have sea we don't have ocean and you can't really import that kind of good so uh... <laughs> well the very f- the very f- the very first way uh,
1: the f- the f- uh, and then uh, is there s- the, the very first competition uh, that's going to happen is going to be in Japan where they get natural waves Tokyo. and they've confirmed uh, that no, it's going to no. happen in natural waves which is in my opinion sweet that's pretty good from a surfing perspective uh, but there's always a possibility with wave technology artificial wave technology getting to a new heights that Czech Republic could one day totally, so the Olympics possibly
2: from my perspective I, I, I see surfing as a as a sport of uh, people who likes to uh, enjoy their lives on the beaches and uh, you know take it easy, take it easy and uh, just enjoy the vibes. And having artificial waves somewhere in a pool, that's for me, that's kind of step backwards or step on the side and. Uh, I wouldn't say that's that's that that's the way I, I would see Olympic surfing going to in, in the next few years. Well, we that's in my opinion.
1: Love to feel the vibes on this program, and that's what we're gonna do now. Moving into a little bit of Justin Martin featuring Mona. This is Hold Em. You're listening to the Frequency Horizon on Tough City Radio 90.1 FM. Hold tight. Justin Martin featuring Mona with Hold Them. Next up, I'm going to play a song for Lewis, a future guest on the show. All you have to do is stick around for a few minutes. You'll hear what he has to offer. But uh, for now, we're going to play some Jimi Hendrix. So I, think, I think I'll be into it. It's Castles in the Sand. Down the street, you can hear a scream. You're a disgrace. As she slaps the
3: door. In his crooked face And now he stands outside And all the neighbors Start to gossip and drool He cries, oh girl, You must be mad What happened to the sweet love You and me had Against the door he leans And starts a scene And his tears fall and burn And garden green And so castles made of sand Fall in the sea Eventually A little Indian brave who before he was ten Played ball games in the woods with a skin And melts into the sea Eventually There was a young girl whose heart was a found Cause she was crippled for life And she couldn't speak a sound And she wished and prayed she could stop living So she decided to die she drew a wheelchair to the edge jumped the shore, and to her leg she smiled. You won't hear me no more. But then a sight she never seen made her jump and say, Look, a golden winged ship is passing my way. And it really didn't have to stop. It just kept on going. And so castles made of sand slips into the sea.
7: That was Jimi
1: Hendrix, Castle Me the Sand. I love music. I really love like it. Stick around. Some live jams gems to come.
7: Hi, I'm Shari.
1: And I'm Jeff.
8: From, From Tofino co-op Hardware. co-op Hardware.
7: Are you new to the community or just putting off getting that co-op number we keep asking you for?
8: Why not invest $10 and become a lifetime member owner?
7: Our member owners will receive 5% in cash back and equity on all their purchases
9: made throughout the year.
8: Your membership is good at all of our locations. The grocery store, gas bar, Tofino Life Clothing, and of course, the hardware store. This also gives you a vote at our annual meetings.
7: So take five minutes to stop by our admin office. Invest in yourself and your community. Easy peasy, right G?
8: Yeah, easy peasy, Shari.
0: Co-op, you're at home
8: here.
1: So I just want to give a big shout out to co-op, the local co-op here in Tofino for sponsoring the Frequency Horizon. It's pretty sweet. I appreciate it. And uh, that's what, who's bringing the show is brought to you by week after week. So you probably shop there anyways, so I don't have to tell you to do it. But if you do, if you want to get money back, you just go and you get a membership and that's what the deal is. So check it out. See him at the food store. Tell you, your sen- Drew sent you. All right, we got R.L. Grime up next with a song called Aurora as we move into the last little bit of our show, the last 45 minutes. It's the part where we get to have a little bit of fun. Lou's warming up there on the couch, and I see a drum set. So it's right up next after this. Stick around. It's the Frequency Horizon. grime with Aurora, good vibes for the darkened night. And we have now, live in studio here, Tough City Radio, we got Lewis Scott. How are
7: you doing, man? Doing good, man. A native of the Paris of the Prairies, which is where? Well, I'm not a native there. I was born in Vancouver. I grew up in northern Ontario, same as you. We were actually old friends, Drew and I. And then uh, now I've been living in Saskatoon for the last eight years. Oh sweet! And it's nice to great that you could grace us with your presence. And you've also brought <laughs> along your uh, lovely little—it's a guitar, Actually, it's all I could really fit on the airplane. So it's half guitar, half ukulele—six strings, six strings of awesomeness, six strings of glory, right
1: there in Tough City Radio Studios. And we're about to play a song um, <laughs> coming up. Why don't you? Introduce this song for us. What is this?
7: So this one's a song that I wrote at the Ness Creek Music Festival in Saskatchewan which is a festival where pretty much everybody just goes around and has a lot of fun playing music. A lot of people get high I don't know some people you know get really high. Um, I generally just go there to make music and have fun. And uh, I wrote this song out there. It's about my friend that uh, he's a pretty interesting guy, an opera singer and a jazz pianist. Um, I kind of just wrote this on a vibe of kind of like a Beatles song kind of thing, but it doesn't really have a name. It's going to be on my new album, or first album, I suppose, but uh, I'm not really saying when I'm going to release that, so here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, what's it called? you got to tell us what it's this called? Song? Is there a name of it? Is uh, there name for the song? It's called I Can Sing the Blues, but I won't.
5: What is the name of the album?
7: The name of the album, To the Beach, maybe? I don't know. I'm still mulling that over. <laughs> Sweet.
1: I. Oh, yeah. I uh, yeah. What's it? What's the song called again? I will go. I'm gonna sing, them, I'm gonna blues, sing but the blues, but I but I won't. But I won't. That's like such a great, such a great name. I love it. Let's hear this. test City radio. Boom. <laughs>
10: I've got to get away from it with a record of tunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can sing the blues away from your pain. close when their mama's close they all look like hipsters to me i've seen enough of that look need something new cause i can sing the blues oh snap gotta get away from it with a record of twos yeah 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 i can sing the blues away from your pain the beach, yeah.
7: You very much.
1: That's pretty sweet, man. Pretty damn sweet. Should
7: I do one more? Or
1: yeah, I think. Well, you you have told us the story about Ness Creek.
7: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You told us the
1: story about how that song in, came into being, and now it's made its arrival here on the beachland of Tofino, BC. It's
7: taken me a while. That song's about my my lust for making it to a beach,
1: and I'm finally here, so it's, it's nice. Well, we we had the opportunity to check out a few beaches elsewhere, Mexico. We did. We were ta- we were, we we went to Guad- We were
7: talking about Guadalajara earlier. We. we well, do you I
1: remember went? going through Guadalajara?
7: I remember that. What Was about it? the Mariscal, You know, what about the the surf villages we went to? A lot of a lot of crazy
1: things happening around the world, and we were fortunate enough to visit some beaches, such as in Ecuador, and. Mm-hmm. Did you find that the, the beach culture there was kind of vibrant as well?
7: Like uh, I find that the beach culture on the coast of Ecuador, even in the surf town, there may not be as much partying and as much uh, Americanism and um, as much um, sort of like, I don't know, culture just being influenced by tourism. Uh, it may not be influenced so much by tourism, but I find that same kind of vibe here in Tuft City and Tofino. It's a very similar sort of group of people amongst the surfing community.
1: Which is uh, kind of interesting to me because, like, I actually forgot that you hadn't come to Tofino before, like at least, oh, yeah. yeah, like I, because we've traveled, you know, like to, as I say, to Mexico to go surfing and to Ecuador, um, but I forgot you hadn't actually come to Tofino, so. This is actually your first impression, and I was just wondering what what your first impression of Tofino having being able to compare it to these other places is like. Does it stack up on the world stage, or what? What,
7: what do you think? I think it definitely stacks up on the world stage. I'm not sure what people do here in the winter time, but um, like right now, my experience with Tofino is it's very, very like inviting. People talk to other people, which makes it more interesting for me as a traveler, as a tourist as well. It's just like. Everybody networking with each other, like where, like just a second ago, like I wanted to get a beer. I thought the beer store is closed. This this guy's like, just go down the street right there, and then I went down the street. and Another guy's like, oh, pizza just over there. Went over there, got some pizza, and you know, it's just it, it's it's what you need is here. Even though we don't have like a Walmart or like a chapters here, you know, it's like all your needs are met. You know, it's so true. Like
1: I, you know, there's actually like specific german language like magazines that you can find around because people will bring them or like australian magazines like you may not have the chapters but you may get your fill as well so that's something that hopefully
7: will lead us into the next song what do you got for us so this one's about a place that i like to go it's a coffee shop um in saskatoon called the broadway roastery and it's a place where i've I've met most of my friends in saskatoon and uh it always remains the same like no matter what you do it's always got that kind of chill vibe of people that are easygoing, and you can just get your coffee and have your conversation and there's always someone there to talk to you know so i'll, I'll keep it short here um this song is called darwin and daisy it's about a couple friends that i met and uh one of them's a tycoon type guy, and the other guy's like a botanist type lady. Really interesting people um, in the gay community, actually in the and uh, sorry, in the <laughs> well in the LGBT community. Um, they're just like very very outspoken people, and great to talk to. And I had a great experience with them. The song is called Darwin and Daisy. <laughs>
10: was just sitting with Bezzy in Tokyo, making some good jams. Nothing to eat, (laughs) but there's something going on here, my friends. Don't know what it is i just want to be on the waterfall with you oh it seems so easy it's what i gotta do something to eat we would have endless whiskey drinks vodka drinks eat homemade pickles and cabbage rolls for days didn't matter what we talked about didn't matter who was there We were all just hanging out It was kind of crazy Ooh, There's something going on here my friends Don't know what it is I just want to be on the waterfall with you
1: that was that easy to do uh yeah it's pretty easy to do Nice, <laughs> good one i remember what i remember from hanging out with you in uh, saskatoon days was just the reams of notebooks that you would just come up with like that like and i would read them and it would just be super poetic stuff like maybe a little bit with bob dylan mixed with just stream of consciousness do you still do that
7: yeah, I still still do it. I haven't been doing it lately, so no, I haven't been doing it lately. <laughs> I need to do it more. Uh, going back to the university, university kind of affected me pretty intensely. Kind of feel, It felt like it stagnated my creativity, which probably isn't the case, but it's just like as a musician, university is, is what's pushed upon me and I should do it because it's a good way to make a stable income because with music nowadays it's almost impossible but but going back to the notebooks um I don't know I I think um I don't know it's a a great way to, to to get things out like uh uh this gentleman over here Vladimir, is that his name yeah That's he his was name, right? he was saying uh you, you get up and write something every day in the morning you know like write down your dreams write down something write down two pages um write down one page you know write anything really in the morning every day and then you can call yourself a writer and maybe <laughs> maybe two years or i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's probably a good start. I mean, I
1: think we should all should do that. I should do that. You know, I probably have the same answer, you know. Like, I wish I was probably sc- scribbling more things down, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw on a kind of a fun little remix track. Uh, I don't actually know who wrote this, but it's called Never Gonna Dance Again. We all know the song, but you probably don't know this remix. So I'm going to throw it on there and we're going to see what we can assemble here for the last half hour of the frequency horizon. just love that remix of that song I don't actually like the original never going to dance again a lot of people do so our two worlds meet with that remix now I'm going to play the best song that I think I've ever come across when I've been surfing online I'm sure you have as well I'm sure you know what I'm talking about as soon as I play it don't hate me too much we like to have a little fun on this show This was Rick Astley, the great Rick Astley whenever I flip on Tough City Radio when I'm in my car during the day a good portion of the time there's 80's music playing in the background but music I haven't really heard too much before so thank Cam for that big shout out to what Tough City Radio is doing big shout out to the sponsor of this show Co-op we've got a jam that's about to begin you can hear us warming up we'll play one more song for you get her going. This is Nikki Yanofsky. Kaboom pal. something we've never tried before. We're always bringing you something different, something interesting, and something quite unexpected. And today, even we don't know where that will lead, so stick with us. We're in the back half of the show, back quarter of the show even. It's into the night with a jam session, including Argentinian. We have Lewis from Saskatoon, myself of the Frequency Horizon, Drew Penner. This is our jam du jour. Take it away Vlad. You start, you start. You're the boss. thanks guys for listening along to our little jam session that was what, what did you think of that radic
2: oh uh, i'm impressed i'm impressed i'm relaxed i just listened to this great show right now at the studio and uh i'm kind of
1: stoked it was good gotta get in stoke on get a little of uh, electric piano in there the something that's not quite a guitar and not quite a ukulele and then Lou switching onto the drums, so we're gonna see what we can do now. Here we have a more of a chill jam, reggae vibes.
5: public, for everybody that speak uh, French from France, not from Quebec. Coslovakia, relic
10: Republic check, check
1: Kick, kick up a beat. Kick up a beat. Kick up a beat. It's kick up, kick it up, kick it up. Kick up a beat. Come on. We have DJ Zoico coming up here. Yeah. DJ Zico's coming up. Lewis is switching to the the Gicule, the the Gicule. Gicule. We got chords happening. We got dreadlocks happening.
2: Something, something where we can sing mellow.
1: know we want to do something yeah we want to do something mellow before we get into the deeper darker the deeper darker vibes of DJ Zyko's dub mission sessions about to happen because this has been something we've never done this before in tough city radio if you like it let us know on the Facebook page because we may do it again but we got a couple minutes left so Lewis Scott all the way from Saskatoon is radic overseeing the process from his Czech Republican chair. <laughs> Me, I was playing keys there. Zdravím domů. But, uh... I'm to enjoy these last few minutes, possibly with something mellow, but you never know where it's going to go. Frequency horizon represent.
10: on your doorstep I've come here from a long long way I'm coming back to you I'm gonna take your soul take it away take it away take it away
1: for the Frequency Horizon again this week. We'll be back next week with more mayhem, awesomeness, maybe a bit of a variety. Who knows what the future may hold? I certainly don't, except for right at this very moment, we do have the Dubmission Sessions from DJ Zyko. It's happening now. If you want to check out, in the meantime, FrequencyHorizon.com, Facebook.com slash FrequencyHorizon, or sign up on iTunes to hear past episodes of a show. That's iTunes. Just search Frequency Horizon. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks,
8: yeah. right. nice.
1: awesome. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, guys. Thanks for invitation. Nice invitation, Yes. Helping
2: the kids out of their coats, but wait
6: the. Ba-